Overworked, a podcast. Bold storytelling. Balanced lives. Brighter futures. Well, we took a year hiatus, but we are back and we're excited. Um, so this is Masmi here um, and we have Challen with us and Jill. Unfortunately, Caitlin is feeling a little overworked right now, so she will not be joining us uh, today, but we hope to have her on the different podcasts throughout the year. We did take a hiatus last year and true to our mission and the title of our podcast, Overworked, we all felt a little overworked last year. I personally um, got promoted and was working on lots of different projects and just did not have the time to devote um, the attention to this that it needed. So it felt like a great time to take a break and then come back when we were feeling more passionate about it. Um, and Challen, why don't you update everyone what's been going on with you? Yeah, um, overworked is putting it very mildly for my last year. Um, last February, 2022, we found out we were pregnant again. Yes, I know everyone. <laughs> we were, we wanted them close together. We were excited to have two under two. And then we uh, got the great news that we were having three under two. Um, should have known twins run in both my husband and my family. And we got a BOGO deal, guys. So needless to say, twin pregnancy knocked me out. It was um, more than I could have ever imagined. I, with Kedzie, you guys all know, well, I was breathless on the podcast with Kedzie. <laughs> I think you all recall that episode. <laughs> I was sitting still and breathless, but I was like nine months pregnant at that point. And um, with the boys, like early on, I lost a lot of oxygen. I was just so tired all the time. And I was working. I worked until I delivered. So, you know, I was juggling a lot. And then we had them and we had a brief NICU stay, which I have to say was a trial of its own. Anybody who is a NICU mama, hats off to you for managing. And um, I came back to work January 9th. I am so, so excited. And I think we can talk a little about this um, a little later on. But everyone has their own journey. My journey is to have a little bit of balance between work and um, home life. I love my babies, but I could not do it 24-7, you guys. <laughs> it's so much. And I love uh, just coming back to my team. I, just, I, needed, I needed the outlet. So I'm very excited to be back at work. And I was actually just telling you, Moss and Jill, this is the rebirth of me. I am so excited to be doing the podcast again. I'm so excited to be back in the gym. I'm so excited to start this next chapter of my life. I felt like everything I was in in 2022 felt a little bit like purgatory. I was kind of waiting what was going to happen. And now I have control. Here we are doing this again with people who I love. So I'm so excited to be here. And hopefully our audience is excited to have us back. I think so. We were just talking about that we had downloads all last year when we didn't even publish an episode. So thank you for supporting us. Um, and Jill, why don't you update the audience on what's been going on with you? Yeah, so not as exciting as either of you, <laughs> but I just had a really busy year with work with, I coached volleyball, two different teams throughout the year. So that was about six months of time spent helping young girls and some high school girls as well develop their volleyball skills, which was really rewarding, but also very time consuming. In addition to that, as you guys know, I babysit, I dog sit, 
I house sit and some other random jobs here and there. So all around very busy. But the most exciting thing that happened last year is I became a first time aunt. So my niece was born in April and she is the cutest little girl and the best little personality and she brings us so much happiness so her hair rivals yeah. Kenzie's it does it she's got a full head of hair for being less than a year old currently <laughs> so she is a really perfect addition to our family and we get to spend um a lot of time with her which also means that we're traveling a bit more but all good things so that was kind of my year in summary <laughs> I love that I feel like now we share our obsession with our nieces in common so yes for sure totally understand. <laughs> Well, so we're back and, you know, Challen had this great idea about talking about the new phenomenon called quiet quitting. So quiet quitting is a phrase that's used to describe employees who've trimmed their daily tasks to only do what is in their job description. No more, no less. There's no more going above and beyond. They're literally doing, I would say, the bare minimum um, to get that paycheck. Because, you know, one article said they no longer care, but I, I don't think that's it. I think just a lot of people are burnt out. Last year, seven out of 10 employees reported experiencing burnout. And I was definitely one of them. I literally ran away on vacation to India for three weeks because I needed that time away from my laptop, from my phone. I literally did a digital detox um, from, from everyone and everything. And when I came back, I felt so refreshed and ready to, you know, tackle the demanding jobs we do have. Chellen, you know, I, you, you brought up this idea and we're also going to talk about achieving balance. So it's not just about quitting, but also achieving that balance. But yeah, what do you, what do you think about all of this? Yeah. I'm, first of all, as a PR professional, I think this could have been branded better. <laughs> I think people aren't quitting. They're doing what's expected. And by saying they're quitting, quote unquote quitting, we're giving this a negative connotation. And at the end of the day, people have been, employees have been overperforming for decades. So now the balance of actually getting better benefits and having more flexibility and basically reprioritizing has the shift is now a little bit more in the employee's hands. I'm a little interested to see how all of this plays out with the recent layoffs that have been going on. I hope we don't lose that momentum on the employee side. I'm sure everyone has read the news. Most of the largest software providers have been laying off 10% or so of their staff. There's a lot that went into that, you know, people overhired and during COVID and there's, there are a lot of reasons for that. But um, I think back to quiet quitting I just think that employees finally were able to take a minute and reprioritize their time. And people don't want to work seven to seven anymore. They just don't have it in them. I think they're just, the expectations were too high. The pay was not commiserate to the hours worked. And now people are able to just say, I need a minute. I think the fact that COVID allowed people to talk about mental health and Moss, you've talked about this before, being able to actually address that at work has just opened the conversation for a lot more to be able to say, I'm a person, not just an employee. I agree with you. And the interesting thing, you talk about the negative connotation. As we were researching this article, almost every quiet quitting article I pulled up had a picture of a woman. And I was like, this is not gender specific. Men are quietly quitting too. So that 
didn't make me feel good. The second thing I did read about is it, it said that a lot of people with privilege are the ones that are quietly quitting. A lot of people don't have the ability to do less at their job. So it is much more of a white collar thing. So like, for instance, someone working at McDonald's probably doesn't have that say that I'm just not going to make fries today. So no one's going to get French fries, right? You can't do that in those types of jobs. So it's definitely more of a white collar thing. And yeah, your point about mental health, you know, we work with Salesforce a lot, for instance, and I believe Adobe has this too, where you can take mental health days off. I think it's like once a month and it doesn't count against your vacation time. It is just a day for you to take and do whatever you need to do with it. And the fact that it's become like an official thing at those large companies, I think is phenomenal because happy employees are better employees, right? Think about when you have a lot of stresses going on in your life, the things that do falter are you know, how you react to work in tough situations. Yeah, that's a really great point. And you're totally right. I feel like for for anybody who is in a, a business professional where you were able to have more flexibility or work from home, it's given everyone the ability to kind of adjust their focus time, right? Like instead of having to take a day off work if a child is sick, those people are lucky enough to be able to to do as much work as they can during the day but also still manage the house if a child's homesick. I actually find that it has made me more productive because I'm able to say, I know in the afternoon, I have a lot more ability to focus or like in the morning, my house is pure chaos. <laughs> like From 5.45 in the morning until 8 a.m., it is like a three ring circus around here. But then I'm able to go to my office and actually sit down and focus. And then I can come out for lunch and see the kids. And so I feel like that is another form of quiet quitting. And again, that's why I think it's an inappropriate title. It's not that you're quitting. It's that you're rebalancing. I love that. You're rebalancing. You're refocusing. And I think the other thing is reprioritizing. I had lunch with a close friend of mine the other day, and she also has two kids and works for actually one of our competitors. But she asked me, she was like, has it always been this busy at work? And I literally ended up telling her that she needed to care less. And I wasn't saying it to make her be a bad employee. I was literally saying, you know, one of the things that I do every day is I look at my calendar of things that I need to get done. And I focus on the top three priorities. And to be quite honest, sometimes I only get one of those priorities done just given the day. But I think refocusing on what you actually really have to do, that helps you achieve that balance. And also it helps you not to be that stressed out. Because let's face it, in today's world, those to-do lists grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's no way you can get everything done all of the time. It just is not going to happen. And this is where, you know, I marvel at you, Challen, and you actually helped me up my gym game because I was like, if Challen can do this with three kids under the age of two and she's beating me at workouts, like, no, I need to go to the gym more. So when I see you log on to the Peloton, I'm like, okay, I need to go, you know, for a bike ride or a run or something. So I think also part of that is leaning on your girlfriends um, to kind of help you get to that level of refocusing and reprioritizing that that's suitable for your lifestyle. You triggered two thoughts for me. Um, and one, I don't want people who, to hear this and hear challenge doing everything all the time because um, that's definitely not true. <laughs> 
I have my glass of wine at night watching some terrible TV. I'm currently <laughs> rewatching Friends. That's not terrible TV. <laughs> well, it's great TV. It's still so prescient, actually. <laughs> anyway, I I work out because it's my outlet. Yeah. And I was never a fitness crazy person, but it truly is my time to just completely sign off of anything at work for me to tell my husband, like, hey, dude, it's your turn. You're up. <laughs> I am going to go focus on me. Even if I'm just stretching, it's my time to say like, don't bother me. Get out of here. (laughs) I love you all, but figure it out. (laughs) And I think that's so important because if you think about the storyline women have been given throughout centuries is that spending time on yourself is selfish, right? It's that analogy of putting the, uh, when you're in an airplane and the oxygen bag falls and they tell you to put on yourself first and then the other person kind of reminds me of that. So I'm glad you're doing that. Um, and I know you said two thoughts and I interrupted you. So please go, go for the next one. No, but you're right. It's true. Um, and I do, I think one piece of on that is I've heard this phrase of default parenting, which I think applies to our conversation where women did bear the brunt of household work over COVID, which COVID's not totally gone, of course. Like people are still sick. And that now it's like, okay, that kind of caretaker mentality will be, has been and will be for the rest of time. The women tend to step up to take care of those who are ill or whatever the case. And that means like they just have less free time because they are the default to either mornings or evenings I feel like men are better at just saying, I'm going to go do this and not being like, I'm keeping track of every minute. I told you I'd be 45 minutes. I'll be back in 45 minutes. They tend to linger. I have firsthand experience in this. Uh, I'm like, hey, babe, it's been an hour and 15 minutes. I'm counting. (laughs) You're not, but I am. Um, And so that that sort of mentality, I think, has has made women more likely to say, hey, I'm setting boundaries. I'm going to quietly quit, take a break. But the second thing I was thinking was um, you said you told your friend to care less. And I remember when I was early in my career managing clients, I remember thinking everything was so important. I needed to get everything done by the end of the day. I had to respond to that email. If I didn't, I didn't look like a hard worker or being on and responding to to back then it wasn't teams, like people would text and things like that. Uh, aging myself, but um, like you had to respond or you didn't seem like you were dedicated. And I'm happy to to say that I've been coaching my team, I hope, and anybody who I mentor that we're not rocket scientists. We're not brain surgeons. Nobody's going to die. The planet is not going to crumble if you don't respond to an email by 5 p.m. Promise you. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. Um, and I had a manager, shout out to Brian Anderson, but I remember he said to me, we were working at a major retailer and, you know, the, the demo didn't go right or something like that. And I was freaking out. And I remember he grabs me by the shoulders and was like, Moss, we're selling polo shirts. Same thing. No one's going to die. Like, calm down. It's going to be okay. No one needs their polo shirt as an emergency. It's all about perspective, right? It was so funny, but true. Obviously, Chalyn is my boss. So um, we've had conversations where it's like, I can't do all of these things that I have to do. And Chalyn's response is, okay, so let's find ways to offboard them and reallocate so that way, you know, proper utilization um, and things like that. So I think like having 
a boss that understands that and adjusts accordingly is also important. Well, because at the end of the day, if you left, I would have to find somebody as good as you, not going to happen, or somebody who, like, they just, it would be detrimental to me for you to be unhappy. So what do we need to do to make sure that you're happy? Um, And I hope managers think that way. Like that is why if you have an employee who has decided to take a step back, you should acknowledge why. There's a reason. Were you expecting too much? Were you asking them to do two people's jobs instead of one? Hey, lots of layoffs are going on right now. Don't you think that's probably going to be a problem coming down the pike? Like if you're a manager and you like your team members, please listen to this. (laughs) I think you bring up a really valid point um, because a lot of what is said around quiet quitting, and I completely agree with you on the rebranding of it, but one, there's too many expectations on people's job. I think it was the Izzy's and Sari special. He had a New York special and he, and he literally said, does everyone feel like everything's a little bit shittier now after COVID? And the reason being is, you know, a lot of people have switched jobs or, you know, you go to restaurants and like there's a longer wait time because there are not as many servers, right? Things like that. I mean, people are not hiring those people back because of, you know, inflation and everyone's trying to cut corners. I mean, my God, the price of eggs right now is so high, right? So all of those things are kind of culminating. And I was reading that managers can really offset this feeling of needing to quietly quit. And it's just as simple as appreciation. Letting the person know that, you know, we appreciate the work you're doing. Um, Maybe taking them out to lunch maybe giving them a Starbucks gift card, you know, to go get a free coffee. It's simple things like that, that don't really require a lot of money. But an employee that feels appreciated, probably will take that plunge to go a little bit more above and beyond than an employee who is not. Oh, absolutely. And Jill, I have to say, I not only do this for my own benefit, because I don't want you to leave. But I also I love you. I want you to be happy. And I feel like I'm the I'm the same way as you, Moss. Like, give me a gold star and I will work my butt off. I swear. Obviously, I want to be paid so that uh, commiserately with my experience. But the words go so far, too, to just say, like, hey, I know you just got back from Matt leave and I've seen you bust your ass. Great. Thank you. I really appreciate you doing that. Those kinds of things are they just show the thought. And it's the thought that really counts, I think. You know, in previous episodes, you have said, fuck you, pay me. I feel like it's also fuck you, pay me a compliment once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Kudos to you. Yes. And, you know, they had those, like, what's your love language? I feel like there is a version of that at work. And I think, you know, you, you and I, Chalon, are very similar in that sense is we do need that recognition to kind of, I don't want to say validate, but almost give us that sense of, feeling that, yes, we are doing things that are impacting our company in a positive way. And yes, continue doing more of that. And sometimes those types of things go longer than, um, you know, sometimes a raise or promotion. I mean, not totally, but let's face it, you still need the raise and the promotion. But, but those are important things for employees. A quick tip in the middle of the session here. One thing that's worked really well on my teams has been... I found it through Bain. Bain Capital used to do this, and I can't remember, um, or maybe it was a consulting arm, but 
a user manual to you. And I do this with my team. I actually just did this with our au pair who came here, which I know sounds fancy, but I can tell you all about the cost savings on that side later, everyone. But the user manual to you, you talk about things that motivate you and things that demotivate you how you like to work, um, how you like to communicate. Like it really is just like a quick hit, just, you know, watch out for landmines and ways to really make me feel good. And everyone I've done this with, it is so helpful to just say, hey, I'm a really direct person. If that's too much for you, let me know. Or, you know, ways to make me really happy, just put some thought into what you're executing on, things like that. It really, really helps in knowing that Jill, you you need to hear validation and appreciation, or I really do too. Um, having that as um, a work love language is totally right. And being able to have that conversation early and often is really important. Let's talk about, you know, we've talked about quietly quitting and the fact that we need to rebrand it. And we've talked about some of the things that we've done to achieve balance, but let's really get into it. Um, one of the things that I have realized that is very important for me in my work life is building my own tribe. And, you know, obviously the two of you are part of that tribe, but I literally just called Shallon yesterday to vent for 35 minutes. <laughs> and I felt so much better after the call. And I think you did too. And it wasn't, you know, I'm not going to quit or anything, but I just needed for someone to hear me out. And what I love so much that Challen did is she didn't offer me advice. She didn't say, well, Moss, I think you should do this. She just listened. And that's something that I'm personally working on, but it was just so beautiful to just sit there in a trusted space, say all the things I needed to say, throw out a couple of cuss words here and there, and then shut down my laptop and just ultimately feel better. So again, to reiterate, one of the things I would say is, find your tribe. Yeah. Um, and it's validating to me too, because, you know, sometimes people feel the same way. They're feeling frustrated. They're feeling taxed. They're feeling what? Overworked. And they just need to know that other people are in it with them too. <laughs> There's a little bit of truth in misery loves company to be able to just say like, damn, I am struggling right now. Can we talk about it? So uh, I'm here to listen anytime you have one of those feelings, Moss. <laughs> Thank you. And I think it's one of those things too that, am I crazy? Did no one else see this? Is no one else experiencing this? So I know therapists say you should not go looking for validation, but let's face it. Sometimes you need that validation to be like, no, Moss, you're not crazy. I see it too. True. Yeah. And therapists, like sometimes you need to live in the real world too. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, something that I try to um, do to help myself through a tough spot. I think back to 25 year old Challen and her hustling so hard and just, you know, I remember working on no joke Thanksgiving day to put out an announcement that a client of mine got funding. They got like $67 million from Sequoia. And I remember thinking this is so important. I need to make sure that every period is exact. Every comma is exact. Let me remind you the the founders were 23 years old. And they went bankrupt one year later. <laughs> so I was like missing Thanksgiving for this announcement that was such a big deal and the company imploded. Like I try to keep that perspective now at 36 and like what what would I what in five years am I gonna look back and be like, why? 
Why did you miss that thing that you cared about? So I try to just give myself a little perspective of like future challenge laughing at me (laughs) for thinking something's important. That's a great point. And, you know, you and I have been in so many different webinars and panels. And one of the things I always love to ask to end the panel is what advice would you give your younger self? And nine times out of 10, it's some level of it's not that serious, right? Like you're going to get through this. And something, a a quote I heard that I love is you've gotten through 100% of your bad days. I mean, those are the best odds, right? 100% of them. And it's true. So I think that's a great one. Another thing that I do to combat, you know, the quietly quitting vibes is um, just like you give time to yourself to work out. I've grown to realize mornings are really important to me. And I use that morning time to also work out. And then I meditate. And I, I remember the first time I tried to meditate, I was like, wait, the thoughts are still coming into my head. No thoughts go away. I'm supposed to have a clear mind. Oh my God, I can't meditate. And, you know, I got really panicked about not being able to meditate. And now I've realized it's totally okay to have those thoughts in your head where you can sit there quietly and just get a couple moments of clarity of what you want to do with your day and really what your intention is for the day. So for instance, in January, thanks to Chalid, one of my intentions was actually not to like lose weight. My intention was to be more active um, and get more steps in throughout the day. And, and I did it. You know, those health trends on your phone, like I, I killed it. So for February, my intention is to eat healthier. And I mean, so far, I haven't really done it so well, but you know, I'm going to get there. But again, those moments in the morning to, to set those intentions, to be clear and Sometimes it might be as simple as, you know what? I had a really shitty day yesterday. So my intention is going to be to be more positive today and turn things around. So that has really helped me. I can close out on on tips that I use. Um, and it's one that I use with my team and my au pair. But it, I think it goes for anything in life. Uh, so I have twins and I have my daughter. One twin has reflux and he cries pretty often. <laughs> like... Way more often than in the average child. And it is so overwhelming. So I knew when our au pair got here in January that it was going to be really overwhelming for her. And I told her, there are you three kids you're watching. The odds are one will be crying. (laughs) It will happen more often than you like. But I said, don't don't panic. That is just the state of affairs in our home. And you're not doing anything wrong. It just happens to be the fact that they're all small, tiny children. And so I think the theory applies in work too. Like there will always be one thing asking for your attention more than others. There's always going to be a squeaky wheel, a client that asks for more or a more demanding colleague we all have, I'm sure. And it's okay to adjust your attention to them sometimes, but other times you just need to say no. You just need to say, I will come back to you later. And creating that relationship where you can say, I will answer you when I get time. Same for my son. (laughs) I love you, boo, but no. And I think being able to just quiet the noise every now and then will help you keep your mental sanity. Because I think a lot of the quiet quitting comes from one thing just being too much too often and being able to just say, I'm taking my space right now. I'll be back. It's completely acceptable at home and at work. 
I think that's really important because how many times do you get a text and you're like, oh no, I have to respond right away. Like I woke up this morning to five texts and I was like, oh no, you know, like, and then I was like, wait, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to, you know, do my morning routine. And if it was really that urgent, they would call me, right? Like if it's an emergency, no one's going to send you a text saying this is an emergency. They're just going to call. So yeah, I mean, again, it's about refocusing and reprioritizing. Those really seem to have a through line throughout um, our podcast here. And to close out, I want to point back to one of our older podcasts with Grace. And I remember she said something that I still use in my everyday practice. And it, it was as simple as give yourself some grace. And it's okay, just as you said, Shalyn, that, you know, sometimes there's going to be noise and that's okay. It's okay that I chose to eat a hamburger instead of a salad one day. You know, I'm not going to put on 10 pounds from that hamburger. So I think just like allowing yourself, well, it's really that simple. It's allowing yourself, you know, and sometimes, and this is something that I try and practice is that ability to flow. Um, Sometimes when you're hit with a roadblock, you're just stopped. And I get that vision of like, okay, you're hit with a roadblock, but go around it right? Like you're not stopped. There's alternate methods. There's alternate ways to do things. So give yourself some grace and find that alternate method um, where you can still accomplish something. Yeah. I love it. Um, So in summary, uh, give yourself grace, find your tribe and think of what your future self would say to yourself now um, about prioritizing. And let's all just stop calling it quietly quitting, please. (laughs) I agree. So so negative. And to all the people who publish articles out there, can we not only put women's pictures on these articles? Hallelujah. Yes. Seriously. Anyways, so a couple of changes here at Overworked that we wanted to let you guys know about. One of the things that we're going to try and do is keep these a little bit shorter. So 30 minutes where you can listen to them on your drive into work or on a quick walk. So a little bit more consumable. We're going to really try hard to get out one pod um, a month and maybe a blog post a month. So bear with us as we kind of figure out this new schedule. But we're excited and we hope that you guys are too. And Jill, do you want to tell everyone where they can find us again? You can find us at We Are Overworked on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our website, www.weareoverworked.com. We hope to build a community on those platforms. So feel free to give us a follow and comment on our different content. Thanks for listening.